0: Welcome to OEM Industry Update, a weekly podcast examining the latest news and technology trends impacting product development teams in the heavy-duty on- and off-highway equipment industries. I'm Sarah Jensen, Editor of OEM Off-Highway. And in this episode, I'll be speaking with Nate Zambon, Director of FilterMinder at Donaldson about the company's FilterMinder technology and how it has advanced since it was first introduced. Let's take a listen now. So maybe we could just kind of start by uh, providing an overview of the FilterMinder technology.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the FilterMinder technology is really uh, geared for helping our customers in heavy duty diesel applications monitor their different uh, filters and fluids on the machine. So Donaldson is a leading uh, filtration technology supplier to those heavy duty diesel markets. And we believe that uh, monitoring those filters and helping our customers achieve the best outcomes possible with our uh, technology led filtration solutions is where we wanna be. So what does that actually mean when we talk about filter minor technology and what are we actually monitoring? So for us, if you get down on the filtration level, it's really about monitoring you know, the performance of the filter and when the filter should be serviced. Right. So that's Mm -hmm. the value proposition we're looking to offer to customers is in many cases, um, people service based off of, well, how many hours has the machine ran, uh, and then service based off that. And that's really not uh, in many cases, the right time to service filters. So we actually measure the current state of the filters. So in many cases that could be pressure drop. We're also looking at other machine data, uh, to make a, uh, a judgment call to say hey this is now the best time to uh, service the filters Um, for the fluid condition monitoring we're actually monitoring the properties of the oil itself so we're advising service based off the actual condition of the oil so in many cases we like to think of oil is degrading in kind of two ways one is there's the normal oil life cycle and there's also potentially contamination that could be related to maybe there was an engine issue and you know you 're now picking up some type of contamination in your oil that could be uh, an indicator that there 's a, a bigger engine issue uh, going on so we look to monitor both those uh, fluids and filters and then what we do is we leverage the existing uh, connectivity and fleet management infrastructure so one of the things we 've heard uh, repeatedly from our customers is that many of them have already made big investments for telematics or leverage the OEM telematics system on the machine so for us it 's about how do we plug into that existing system. So we don't want to add any uh, additional telematics technology that would be redundant with what's already on the machine. So we have a couple I would say very flexible ways to integrate into that existing telematics infrastructure. And then secondly, then is when they actually need to use the information, you know, these fleet managers care a lot more about um, the machine than just filters, right? Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is we want to plug our information uh, into the systems that the fleets are using to run their fleet today, right? Mm-hmm. So that our filter information is um, right there with everything else that the fleet is tracking, whether it's diagnostic code information, if it's uh, equipment location information, fuel level, uh, other maintenance alerts that are needed. We wanna plug our information directly into that infrastructure, which makes it most efficient and, and simplest for, the, for mm-hmm. the fleet manager to, to utilize the information and actually drive some value out of. So at a high level, that's what the um, filter monitor technology is.
0: Okay. Could you maybe talk a little bit about how you guys are um, measuring? You were talking about measuring the pressure drop and the hydraulic fluid, correct? Could you talk about is it sensors you guys are using or are there other components or technologies that you're utilizing to do this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we've developed um, a, a line of sensors because in many cases Um, these sensors do not exist on the machine today. So Mm -hmm. if you go back, FilterMinder has been in the business for over 40 years of monitoring filters on machines. But for the most part, most of those devices are um, a a mechanical device. So it would give a visual signal that a filter is at end of life. Um, So what we've developed is we've developed a new line of sensors. And and specifically on the filtration side, we've partnered with an Italian technology company that has some proprietary uh, wireless technology that enables us to more easily retrofit existing equipment. So for example, on an air filter, we have a complete wireless uh, pressure sensor that is very easy to install. You unthread the existing filter minder and then you Mm -hmm. thread on the new wireless air sensor. Uh, So the install is very simple. Um, The wireless technology that we've chosen gives a pretty incredible uh, lifespan. So it's a battery powered sensor, but the nominal life target is 10 years. So we're, we're really excited about um, the performance of that and how that is, is simpler uh, to retrofit existing equipment. And then we apply essentially very similar type of technology to the different uh, filters on the machine. When it comes to the um, oil condition sensor, we've actually uh, made a partnership with, uh, with a um, commercially available oil condition sensor. Um, with that though, because you're measuring a lot of different oil properties, um, really the value there is how do you take the data that the sensor is giving so it's a handful of um, sensor outputs. And then how do you translate that into something that's more meaningful uh, for a fleet manager if that's oxidation or fuel dilution or soot contamination, water contamination, TBN trending? So those are the properties that the fleet managers are are more interested in.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And so um, I know um, like, I sat in on a presentation on this technology last year at, uh, the NACV show. Um, is there, how is there, have there been any changes to the technology or advancements of it since then? Or how have you guys been kind of working to maybe progress the technology or, um, maybe apply it to other applications or.
1: Yeah, great question. So at NACV last year, uh, we were, um, Still pretty heavy in the development on the air um, monitoring solution technology. So since then, we've officially commercialized the air solution. So that is something that's available now. Um, The biggest advancements there have really been around um, enhancing our analytics capabilities. So developing uh, further improved uh, algorithms for uh, making sense of the data that we generate and are collecting from the filtration system. So that's probably the biggest enhancement. Uh, on the air filtration solution, as -hmm. well as if you think about some of the uh, large mining truck applications that might have multiple air cleaners per truck. um, Mm -hmm. We've enhanced our solution to be able to to, uh, support those type of of customer applications now as well. So that's probably the biggest enhancement on the air side. Um, And then when we switch over to liquid, that's probably where the majority of our, our effort and our focus has been on at least the past year. But, um, you know, coming up with the intelligence and the algorithms around uh, the fluid condition monitoring is, is, is more complex than air filtration monitoring. So we've really been uh, making a very strong push, leveraging Donaldson corporate technology teams. We have um, some external partnerships that, that uh, we put in place to support uh, our development of, of those uh, capabilities within Donaldson, as well as really scaling out field testing of that, because ultimately in the field is, is where you... The, the viability of the technology. So mm-hmm. that's really the, the biggest push for us where our focus has been is really getting uh, fuel filtration, hydraulic filtration, uh, engine oil condition monitoring and hydraulic oil condition monitoring out in the field. So that's the, the prioritized focus within our teams right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And is there a particular reason that uh, creating the system for those um, type the fluid, systems is more complex than the air system?
1: Yeah, so typically if you look at a, say an air filter for example, Mm. kind of when to service an air filter is mostly based off of when you hit a pressure drop. So that's something that can be um, measured. Uh, Pressure sensors are fairly straightforward from that perspective. Um, Understanding how, what else is happening or how the system is being maintained adds some complexity, but Mm -hmm. um, you know, at a a very high level, knowing when a filter is at end of life is is simpler to quantify than when oil is at end of life. So, you know, there's a handful of different things that can indicate when oil is at its end of life, or also what types of contamination are in the oil. So basically, uh, validating, can we detect the different um, contamination mechanisms uh, in running experiments and tests to validate that, as as well as building the knowledge of um, how do you characterize the full life cycle of the oil based off what the sensor measures uh, and other vehicle inputs um, it, it's just a yeah bit more complex there's more mm-hmm. I would say factors at play in okay. assessing oil life versus filter health
0: okay gotcha we're just kind of curious um, what mm-hmm. the difference might be. Um, so now, is this technology something that can be integrated at the OEM level? I believe um, when it was first developed, it was more sort of an aftermarket solution, um, but is it sort of both now, or is it still so mostly aftermarket?
1: Yeah, so our first partnership uh, from, you know, we talked about leveraging the connectivity infrastructure is with Geotab and Geotab's mm-hmm. fleet management system, and they've been a, a great partner and someone we really value working with. Um, mm-hmm. We are getting a lot of requests and working with a lot of the global OEM base about integrating and testing the solution um, in support of integrating into their platforms so at this point it's only available still through the geoTab uh, integration but um, we have a lot of qu- quite a few global OEMs that were are, are running field tests with us right now, mm-hmm. so we would expect that over time we'll continue to add and connect with with more and more of our OEM customers.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then would you, as you guys are doing these, or maybe the OEMs are doing field tests with it, or as you look to progress it to become more of an OEM fit uh, technology, will you guys work together with the OEMs to kind of help ensure it fits within their application or piece of equipment?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple things. So even for, uh, for example, on, an, on a retrofit example, say if there's an existing truck, say it's a you know, Freightliner Cascadia, mm-hmm. um, our engineering team is basically developed the kit to specifically integrate the sensors onto that particular engine, fuel system, filtration system, so that it's very, the kit itself is very custom for that application. Um, of course, then working together with the OEMs, one of the big benefits there is number one is the OEMs have big investments on kind of that fleet management or that customer facing platform already. Mm -hmm. And on the OEM side, they want to, they're looking to add additional technology to really drive better, you know, uh, total cost of ownership outcomes for their customers. And I think they see us as being a a good value add information partner that helps them deliver more content to their customers. And of course, working with the OEMs um, you of course go through, uh, you know, the kind of the co-development exercise to validate all of the installations for the sensors can be, are done properly. Um, They achieve the reliability and durability targets that they have. Um, And it also gives potentially some flexibility from an acquisition perspective where if the customer can buy the piece of equipment with the monitoring solution integrated right from day one in the factory, it potentially uh, creates some efficiencies for how the the end user can actually purchase the solution. So um, a couple different benefits there. Um, and then also, the OEMs are very much interested in, in how to, you know, leverage the data being generated from this type of solution to help, uh, you know, capture more of the service business and drive more service business back through their channels. So that's part of the, mm-hmm. the value proposition from an OEM perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And are you guys finding that that the desire to capture more data, um, either the OEM or the end use customer, is just is that something you guys are seeing? Uh, continue to grow are becoming more prevalent within the industry for this or other types of technologies that the company is developing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that's one of the primary reasons why many companies and organizations have put these telematics investments in place is it creates a kind of enables, uh, you know, a lot more, I would say data or data utilization. So you can actually get data from the machine to help drive act you know, maintenance when it's actually needed or actions when it's actually needed. So in absence of that data, you know you're sometimes just guessing or you're setting very conservative service intervals or you're running into downtime issues um, because things break and you don't know about it. So I think um, we see a lot of fleet uh, customers and end users um, very willing to share data that you know but that has to help support them lead to better outcomes for their fleet, uh, help them run their business better. And then on the OEM side, clearly there's a desire to capture that data to how they can leverage that to help ensure that their, you know, their equipment customers are, are getting the outcomes uh, from those pieces of equipment that they expect. So absolutely, that's a, a big evolution and we continue to see that um, further progressing by other, say, systems that need to be monitored or could be monitored, kind of joining uh, that, I would say, broad, you know, connected ecosystem. Um, What we've seen a lot from our our field testing, especially on the filtration side, is in many cases, um, you know, if we think about off-highway pieces of equipment, uh, Mm -hmm. if you're servicing based off hours, what we see is a lot of times those hour intervals um, are very conservative in some cases, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the end user benefits is how do you optimize the service interval to get as much life as possible out of, you know, out of your consumable parts. So that's kind of a big value proposition. One of the other big things we see in off-highway applications is um, people are, have a lot of, I would say, legacy maintenance processes such as like blowing out air filters or cleaning air filters. And we see many people do that um, very frequently, way more often than it needs to be. And mm-hmm. then the problem with that is, number one, is it can be very easy to damage a filter when you're, when you're cleaning it. And then that can actually lead to leak issues. And every time you pull a filter out of a machine, you're opening up the system to contamination. So the best thing from a protection perspective for the engine is leave the filter in place, let it run its full life, and you're gonna get the best protection uh, from that filtration system. So that's really, I I would say one of the big benefits that we're really trying to help um, customers achieve. And then on the fluid side, I think what we see from a big benefits perspective is, hey, how do you optimize drain intervals? But then secondly, a lot of things can happen uh, between those drain intervals from a contamination perspective. And if those can be caught, um, what may be say a relatively inexpensive repair, if that's not caught, could end up being, say, a catastrophic engine failure or something very expensive. So, being able to catch those right away can really save um, a lot from a, a maintenance repair cost perspective, as well as, um, you know, just a piece of equipment being down for much longer. So, at the end of the day, you know, what we hear from our customers is, you know, they want to run their business. They want to do so, uh, you know, at essentially the lowest cost possible. And we believe this technology can help them them do that. Um, and then lastly, some other things we're thinking about from a longer term and we're working towards is how do we think about this technology as it as it fits into the, the full piece of equipment maintenance needs, right? So we don't want to be bringing, uh, you know, a piece of equipment into the shop every, you know, 50 hours to optimize an air filter versus a fuel filter versus a hydraulic filter. Those maintenance events have to be considered uh, as part of the broader piece of equipment maintenance event. And so how do we look to optimize... The full, you know, from a single pane of glass. How do you look at the whole piece of equipment? How do you make optimal maintenance decisions for for the entire piece of equipment to lead to you know the most up uptime, lowest total cost of ownership? So that's, I think, where we see it evolving long term. And uh, yeah, we're pushing hard to make that happen. So,
0: mm-hmm. okay, great. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today and provide some insights into the technology and how it kind of fits in with ongoing industry trends.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Sarah, for the opportunity and excited to talk to you as well.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of OEM Industry Update. Thank you again to Nate for providing his insights into Donaldson's filter minder technology. And be sure to tune in each week for another episode to stay up to date on our ever-changing industry.